0: Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and we're going to talk Vegas today. As a reminder, you can watch this show on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We're going to cover all of the latest Vegas news, including rumors that Formula One may be coming to the Las Vegas Strip. Why? Sportsbooks had their worst Sunday in 35 years. A new bar, 131 foot tall bar that's coming with 360 degree views of the Strip. Looks amazing. Plus, Celine Dion is out at Resorts World. Marriott's out at Fontainebleau. So much to discuss this week. If you like this show, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Just search MTM Vegas. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. And if you like any of our Vegas content, head over to MTMVegas.com. You can find links to our YouTube, our posts about Vegas, plus this podcast. As a reminder, this show is brought to you by Travel Freely, our recommended tool for maximizing miles and points. It's how we travel for free, and it's a great uh, resource to help you track the best bonuses and maximize your spend. We have a special link for you in the description. Sign up. It's a free tool. I guarantee you're going to get great value out of it, and it's going to teach you how to learn to travel for free. All right, lots to talk about this week. Now let's hit it. So, Mark, Vegas is getting another professional sports team, the uh, the Horsemen, I think, from the American Basketball Association. Did you see that sexy, sexy logo?
1: Just wondering what number Will Fer- Ferrell is going to be because it looks uh, like the Flint Tropics. I don't.
0: <laughs> it does look like they took Microsoft Paint <laughs> from 1993 coming to
1: real life. Like it's almost like it's going to be a Vegas show where they have actors doing
0: like a globe trotter type of. Th- it was. It's very weird. I do hope that they'll bring back like the 1970s ABA. Of course, this ABA is not associated with the old ABA, but those old kind of retro jerseys, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be
1: really cool. You know, they got to do something unique. I don't know that many people want to go to like minor league basketball.
0: So, (laughs) hey, who knows? But Vegas getting another team. Look at those horsemen go. Now, Mark, did you hear the big news? Celine is out at Resorts World. Canceled her shows for November and for next year as well. Let's see, November 5th to the 20th and January 19th to February 15th, all those shows wiped out for health reasons. Are you buying it? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, she's getting up there
1: in age, so maybe she's just really tired, exhausted. Um, it, it does seem like this happens from time to time, but I mean, she's been doing shows in Vegas forever, so you think she'd be kind of used to it, so who knows? I don't know if you know it's a tactic or if it it just seems like, how do you delay for that long unless it's something pretty serious? So I guess we'll find out more info in the in the near future, I would think.
0: Yeah, there were some conspiracy theorists kind of saying maybe the, the theater is not ready, but they've been practicing in there. And apparently all the, the production, all the practice is still going on, all the rehearsals. So it does seem like this is actually her physical health not being there. She's experiencing severe and persistent muscle spasms. Uh, which I can imagine cannot be very fun. Those shows are very over the top too. So there's a lot of physical performance and she is still planning to go on her courage world tour, March 9th, uh, 2022. That's starting as for the tickets at resorts world. They're going to refund the tickets and people who bought them will get a presale code when she reschedules her date. So you're not going to get to keep tickets and carry them over to any future dates, pretty much just canceled. And I think with that, Carrie Underwood will be the first person to open that theater on December first, if I'm correct, or at least the first residency. I'm not sure if they've scheduled like one-off performances in there or Re- not. But residency, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, at least she's doing, you know, at least like and Celine, they're they're doing they're doing a week of shows or whatever, and then coming back. So it's a recurring uh, sort of thing. So better than some of the other residencies, which are like four shows and that's it, and they still call it a residency. Yeah, uh, there's for sure. different <laughs> levels of this, but yeah, it's big news. I know a lot of people. Are, are brokenhearted here in Vegas. I had tickets to it. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep them or sell them, but now I guess the choice has been taken care taken away from me. We showed, if anybody wants to see what the theater looks like last week on the show, we gave pictures, showed what it looks like on the inside right now. Uh, this is sort, sort of a big blow for Resorts World, a, a property that's been struggling a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, we saw the video and the pictures and everything. The, the theater looks done, so I don't think that has any merit, them saying they're delaying it for that. And it's it's a theater. It's not like it's, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, you know, um, as long as the floor doesn't flood in the theater like it did in the hotel, I think, I think (laughs) they'll be all right. But yeah, big blow. You know, it just seems like resorts world can't get out of its own way a little bit lately and things coming, taking longer to open up and, and just not, you know, when they did open, it wasn't quite up to the snuff that they wanted. I'm sure with, you know, the digital stuff and uh, the gaming app and everything like that. So it's just been kind of like one thing after another. And, this would have been something nice to to see roll through, and it's a big name, so it would have been a, you know, brought attention back to Resorts World. So I guess it still did bring attention back, just
0: not the way they wanted. Yeah, and in some ways, Celine is sort of the original residency. You know, at the Coliseum, this is sort of the person who started that whole trend, and so it was a big name for them to get. That's why she was opening up the theater. And I do hope she can reschedule and that they can get her on the on the books. But as I said, she does have a tour starting in March, so it may be difficult for their her for them to reschedule her. Anytime uh, soon, but uh, hoping for good news there. Some other big news just across the street: Marriott has officially pulled out of Fontainebleau. Now, there's been some like weirdness over the last few months with this. Um, over the summer, uh, there it was on the Marriott website that this property was going to open up, or maybe even a year ago in 2023. Then we know that the property sold a few months ago. The new owners had never confirmed that Marriott was on board, uh, but Vital Vegas had sort of broken the news that the property was going to open in 2023 based on the stuff that had been on the Marriott website for months and months and months already. So that wasn't a new story, but Marriott was still, I guess, technically involved from the contracts from before. And uh, they wanted to make sure that they knew that they're now pulled out. And Jeffrey Soffer, who owns uh, Fontainebleau and his, the purchaser of the property has basically said they want everybody to know that Fontaine Blue development is in charge. My guess is we're going to get the Fontaine Blue after all. That'll be the name. I, I certainly think, based on everything that they've said, that's the case. I, I'm excited about it. We, like I said before, they are starting construction. It's not heavy construction yet, but it does seem like this project is getting the most momentum we've seen since it stalled over a decade ago.
1: Yeah, this one is. A, it's a weird property. You know, they we've talked about how uh, what was it Luxor that ended up buying, or not Luxor? Uh, was it Plaza that ended up buying the furniture from them that they had bought yeah. for the? Yeah, so they were at the point where they had furniture like delivered and ready to go. Yep. And then it just, just sat there. It doesn't seem if you're if you're buying furniture, I feel like you're that's like kind of one of the last things you do or later on in stages. So you would think that somebody could have come in and, and got this going, you know, within a year or so, but it's been just dragged on and on and on and on and, and you know it's just kind of like a comedy of errors. I, I hope it does open up as soon and It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. You know, now that Marriott's not in it involved, that would have been kind of nice just to have an operator come in that already is, you know, knows what they're doing and kind of can hit the ground running. So we'll see how their management team handles it and, and all that, but hopefully it gets open soon. I mean, we've waited
0: long enough. Yeah. I mean, Fontainebleau in Florida, famous property on Miami beach. It's very much a Vegas style property has sort of high-end restaurants. is a, a resorty, kind of property so they're used to that but definitely having a big name like Marriott could have been good but I'm of the theory that Marriott was never on board once this thing sold this is just sort of how they they came to a conclusion you know months later and it based based on what they've said that's pretty much uh, the case but uh, a lot of people had been counting on that based on that vital Vegas story a lot of national media had picked up that the JW Marriott was opening in 2023 I don't believe that was ever the case uh that was just sort of a misunderstanding they all based they on- freaked out <laughs> Yeah, and to to your point about Plaza, yeah, I stayed there when it reopened. So a lot of people don't know Plaza closed down during the Great uh, Recession, or they closed their hotel down, I should say. And they did a lot of renovations. They renovated the casino and all of the hotel rooms, and they were able to buy all of the furniture from Fontainebleau out of bankruptcy. But they, I remember this. I don't have good pictures of the room, or I would put it up here because I've looked for them. But uh, they put the furniture just didn't fit the rooms. I think the rooms may have been renovated since then. I'm not sure, but uh, it was uh, was crazy. Jasmine and I stayed there when they reopened and it was really nice. And uh, it was a novelty. And I think that's sort of the beginning of this new era of Fremont Street. So yeah, good history downtown and uh, good to see Fontainebleau at least moving forward. Let's get this thing built. And uh, maybe they can
1: go get a deal on that furniture and bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stains and everything. Hey, I got uh, Can we do it for
0: 10% cost? We got to get this thing open. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Just uh, just recycle it. All right. So have you seen the Aerofile bar that's coming to Area 15? Now, Area 15 is this new entertainment complex just across the freeway from the Las Vegas Strip. And they have all kinds of like art installations. Think of it like kind of like an adult amusement park. All sorts of crazy stuff. I haven't been there. I have a good friend who works there, though. But what they're building now is a bar that is basically an observation tower. It goes up 131 feet in the air, 16 riders get to be on it. You gonna ride this thing when it opens? Yes, yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it looks it, great. I'm
1: yeah, it looks cool. Uh, I watched the video of it and it, it is kind of like unique concept and I was expecting it to be a little bit more expensive. So I was surprised to see the ticket prices that they're talking about, which is, you know, around 20 bucks or whatever, a little bit more if you add in drinks, but it, it seems very affordable and, but I had expected maybe you're up there for a little bit. You're only up there for a few minutes. But it'll still be a novelty thing, something cool, kind of like going to the Strat and, and doing the rides at the top and, and stuff like that. And I mean, my only worry would be Vegas gets really windy, so it'd be kind of freaky up there. But I'm sure they'll adjust accordingly or shut it down on uh, days that it, a pool chair will hit you in the face.
0: Yeah, I hope they build some more rides uh, along these lines, and I'm glad to see that they're doing it. They describe it as a seven minute ride that'll list, lift guests 131 feet in the air. Three hundred and sixty-degree panoramic view of Las Vegas and the surrounding areas. And to your point, uh, what's nice is families can do this. Kids forty-two inches and above are allowed on it. Tickets will be eighteen for adults, twelve for children. Drink packages will start at twenty-six dollars, including your ticket. So uh, those prices do like the cheapest cheapest drink in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, and who knows uh, where it goes from there? The cool thing is your feet are dangling as you go up, and uh, so it does feel very much like you're exposed compared to something you know, along the lines of like an observation deck at, at Circa or or at Resorts World or something like that. You're out there sort of exposed to the elements kind of like an amusement park, drop tower kind of feeling. So uh, I'm glad to see this. And this company seems to be building these things all over the world. Like I said, I have a, 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 I have uh, okay. some some friends who uh, are very excited about this and, and told me that uh, this will be a great experience. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And Can I have they... some construction update. It's almost finished. Oh. The tower is oh, about okay. three quarters of the way there it's going to open uh, they say in the fall so uh, we'll see but i know they're working real hard to get it done
1: yeah i was just going to say do we do we have any time, type of time frame so i can book my tickets cuz i'll i, I want to check out area 15 anyways i've been wanting to so definitely would go there and then i'll
0: have to get on the the ride for sure yeah for sure and talk about a ride how about formula 1 coming to las vegas a lot this is my favorite vegas party trick random factoid if you meet somebody, just say, "Did you know that there used to be a Formula One uh, race circuit on the Las Vegas Strip in Caesar's Palace's parking lot?" And in reality, it was w- Caesar's Palace's parking lot at the time. That's where the Forum Shops are now, and where the Mirage is now. And I found some old uh, pictures to to show you guys. Uh, but there's talk of bringing Formula One back to Las Vegas. The last time it was here was 1982, the year that I was born, and it wasn't very successful because who wants to drive around a parking lot? But this time, they're saying the Las Vegas Strip, they would do it right. I was in Macau a few years ago for the Formula One race. I didn't get tickets to the actual race, but I was there and I got to watch the cars go through the circuit. It's a pretty incredible thing to watch and the energy is, is fun. It's very different than anything I've ever experienced, kind of watching a city transform itself. In Macau, they were able to incorporate some of the iconic casinos in there. Hopefully, they'll be able to do the same here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's a cool idea. I know they've done this other in other cities and I think Detroit had it back in the 80s and now they have a Indy car race out on Belle Isle and they're trying to get it back into the city proper, which is kind of crazy you think how fast these cars are going and stuff and buildings everywhere and but they make it work um and I know uh Formula 1 and Indy isn't the same thing. I can't tell the difference, but I'm sure somebody will hate me in the comments for for saying that. Uh but it does seem like something that's really cool, unique. It'll bring people in, uh, you know, and, and it will show Vegas. The cool thing is when they uh, put it up on, you know, th- on TV and everybody's watching it, you'll see strip views and stuff as they're racing around and everything. So I hope they, they pull it off. It'd be really cool.
0: Now, uh, the race.com uh, says it's understood that a Vegas race with a street track potentially incorporating the famous strip is one of F1's next major priorities, along with a second Grand Prix in China. They just added... second race in the u.s they haven't had a a second race in they haven't had even two races in the u.s since 1984 so they just added a miami race vegas would be a third 1982 the last time they had a las vegas race was the last time there were three in the united states these like i said it's an incredible thing to see a whole city transform i saw it in macau a few years ago hopefully uh, it happens but also hopefully you learn something about uh, that old formula one track because it's a cool Party trick. Ask people what they, you know, if they knew a racetrack used to be on the Las Vegas Strip. Very few people know that, but it uh, looks like it was a great time. When you when you say it's in a parking lot, it's almost like a like kids go
1: kart race with bale like uh, hay bales around, and they're just like set up a track they're like, hey, let's go.
0: Yeah, but if you if you know if you kind of know the landscape and you look at it, it went all the way from basically where the start of the Forum Shops is now all the way to Spring Mountain Road at the end of Treasure Island. So you could kind of look at where, where it went. It went pretty far uh, down there. Did people ever, ever have to like
1: park in the backside of that lot? Like did it ever get busy
0: enough that they had to walk
1: that whole way? I'm sure they had buses and stuff to pick people up, but it's crazy before they built up parking garages that just this open surface parking is crazy in the heat.
0: Yeah. And it just reminded like the Vegas I grew up in in the eighties. I mean, obviously I was born 82, but, but it still had so much empty land everywhere. There were all kinds of empty lots. There was plen- plenty of gas stations on the slip, still small motels, all the stuff that's just slowly been kind of going away. We still see a little bit of that, at like Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard, where that Harley Davidson cafe is and uh, that land, uh, Hawaiian marketplace, that land is supposedly being consolidated. I was talking to our our friend, uh, Ed Pizza uh, from uh, Miles to Go the other day, and he also comes to Vegas all the time. And we were talking about perhaps that could be a, sp- a site for the new Hard Rock. so- I don't know. I'll just bring that up as a, as a, that's completely a rumor, but that land is sort of being consolidated similar to what's happened throughout all the rest of the strip. So it of be interesting to see that, but I uh, could to good to see racing come to the strip. Vegas is becoming a sports phenom. I mean, just look at the last five years, what's happened. I would have never thought like just one after the other, the A's are saying after the world series that they will announce their final list of stadium sites for Vegas. They're still negotiating, with Oakland too. So they're playing us against each other, but um, I mean, we could have a, that could be the next big sports announcement. Who knows? Put a roof on it. If you're going to do it, (laughs) please. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. So we've talked about this before, but McCarran International Airport has officially changed to Harry Reid International Airport when it comes to like the official air traffic control and stuff. But in order to change all the signage and everything else, they needed to raise over $4 million. And that's been done now, or at least it's been partially done. So the first phase is going to be, I think like 4.8 million that's been raised that will take care of all the signage outside everywhere else. And then they need another couple million to do the inside, but it's starting. So yeah, the next time you're there, you'll probably start to see these signs slowly change over. Nobody cares or will notice. (laughs) I don't know. I think, I think people will care. I, I think I, I'm I'm sort of torn. I wish that they would have changed the the name, spending all this money to Las Vegas International Airport. Because yeah. I've said this before that the city stands for itself. Pat McCarran, who is named after a lot of problematic history in his politics, um, a lot of uh, issues. If you want to look him up, uh, not a, not a popular guy. So I'm perfectly fine changing the name. But Las Vegas is such an iconic place. I feel like it deserves its own name. But Harry Reid was a very powerful senator. Did a lot for people in Southern Nevada. He's very popular here at least among a, a certain group of uh, political people and unpopular among others. Yeah. But.
1: <laughs> but who's to say in 20, 30 years or something doesn't come out of the? That's why you don't name things after people anymore. Yeah. Like, I think we should learn that nobody is what we think they are. To, at, that's what it seems like, at least. So who knows? That might have to get renamed again. Just name it after the cities. Everybody knows, then it's easy. You know, like it, they'll know big, like you don't need a name before it. Just call it Las Vegas International.
0: There you go, done. Nope, Las Vegas, Harry Reid. Now speaking of that, the I was I flew into town a couple of weeks ago. I was a couple of days ago. I was uh in the Caribbean and and doing some some cool stuff. But the all the flights coming into Vegas are so packed. I had like a delay. I was trying to get rebooked onto other flights. Everything sold out. EDC is this week, and I decided to kind of like look at prices. Well, first I saw some video of what the airport was like. Just look at this. I've never seen Terminal Three security this bad, and it's just. Basically, this week is going to be a mess. I looked at like the weekend rates on Caesars. I'll pop them up here. Saturday night, everything is sold out. I think Flamingo was the only option at close to $400 a night. Even Thursday nights, Friday night, even Sunday night across the board, really high. And then it starts to kind of taper off after that. So this is not the weekend to be here. This is even worse than the iHeart uh, Radio Festival thing a few weeks ago. Uh, this is, uh, yeah. 400 busy, busy for week.
1: Flamingo. Flamingo.
0: I, I might actually take up the travel Lodge at that point, you know 400, <laughs> yeah four hundred for Flamingo is a bit of a stretch there wherever you can uh, lay your head is at that point where you're paying 400 for flamingo you uh, you you start calling up old friends who live in town. can I can I crash on your couch? I don't know but uh, it's it's certainly gonna be busy and a lot of good people watching we've talked about this before with EDC. so if you are on the strip, uh, look out it'll be very interesting people a lot of people having fun. Sometimes uh, I think a lot of them are on ecstasy sort of just floating around, uh, having fun, but nonetheless, uh, I think they're a fun interesting like, group of people. It's like uh Halloween, but everywhere. <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, this past Sunday was the worst Sunday in thirty five years for sports books because everybody that was a favorite one, is that right? what 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 happened?
1: Yeah, uh everybody that you know usually like heavy favorites like plus six, plus seven, and especially in NFL like, they're trying to get it where both sides hit, you know, you don't want all favorite cause everybody always bets the better team that that's just, you know, the, the normal gambler that isn't big into sports betting will be like, Oh, the Cowboys are way better than uh, the lions. Let me take, you know, if they're giving up 10, who cares? Let's do it. You know? And so usually money tends to go towards a little bit heavier on the favorites in the fact that they all hit really you know did did the vegas casinos in the sportsbook captain, and you know they paid out a lot more money than they took in which they probably should have shifted the line some but that's just the way it usually works and they're hoping to get you know closer to half or whatever and earlier in the year all the dogs were winning so that helped them out so i guess it, it will even out at the end of the year but still it was interesting to see that it was that crazy
0: yeah it does tend to even out right i mean this is what they they do for a living What's interesting, and we've—I've seen this covered sort of on Twitter. I don't know—we've talked about it here, but a lot of these sports betting apps, when they find out you're a good player or a good better, they tend to limit your bets, which is really frustrating to a lot of players. So they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. I don't believe Vegas sportsbooks tend to do that, um, so it's a little bit different. I know Circa uh, Sports are always—they're always talking about that on Twitter about how people are limiting uh, stuff like that. But I, yeah, I wonder. I think-
1: I think if you're a big gambler and you bet sports there, there will be casinos in Vegas that will tell you, you're not welcome there anymore. So I think that's what circus playing up like, Hey, we'll we'll still take your money type of thing. It's
0: interesting that they're making a a business model out of it and it's working for them because they're so in touch with the stats. They're building a big brand and it's not like they don't know what they're doing. So it's interesting to see that some of these smaller, more nimble sports books are able to, to deal with these bets and some of the bigger ones are sort of cutting all the big players off but nonetheless if everything sort of goes one way um it's going to be a bad day they they it's funny because you would think with like certain fights or certain other events where people are betting one-sided you would see you would see that but i guess if they i guess their, their job really is to to sort of keep the odds where they're getting kind of action on both sides right
1: yeah, they wanna to try to keep it somewhat close to even so that they just make money off of the 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 VIG or you know the the fee, even even when you win, you don't win all your money. So that like if you bet a hundred dollars, you're not gonna get paid out a hundred dollars most of the time, depending on the odds. But on a game that's you know split evenly, it's gonna be you'll get paid like ninety-five dollars, ninety-four dollars, something like that. So that's the money they make. They want bets on both sides, they use the losers' money to pay you and they keep a little percentage. So that's what they're shooting for most of the time.
0: All right, are you excited? Uh, we got some some restaurant news now. Caesar's continues to like double down on all their celebrity chefs uh, under El Dorado. We've seen you know Vanderpump's coming with a with a new restaurant. We've seen them expand other offerings. Nobu kind of going in everywhere, and now Bobby Flay just opened a new burger place in Caesar's Palace. Not to be confused with the Bobby's Burger Palace, which you mentioned a few weeks ago, is abandoned now, kind of outside Waldorf Astoria. That was supposed to be like a uh More of a little bit of a higher end burger place that I guess it it failed. Like it, yeah. So, well, compared to this, so Bobby's Burgers, not to be not to be confused with Bobby's Burger Palace, because you know you can never have too many. Maybe come up with a different name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe call it Flayed Burger or something. There you go. Switch it up a bit.
0: And the whole concept is like specialty sauces and shakes and like crunch burgers and like all this sort of craziness. Shake Shack with Bobby's face on it, basically. something like that, but the reviews aren't good. The first location opened at Caesar's Palace this year. two and a half star reviews on Yelp, but who knows, but they're they're gonna be bringing it to the food hall at Harris and to Paris, Las Vegas uh, coming in the next uh, few months, I think I think uh, later this year at Harris and then next year at Paris. So this concept, which isn't doing all that well as far as reviews, is already gonna be at three three places and it's just a fast casual walk up order fast food type place i mean it's a burger but it's probably expensive right (laughs) i know they're not exactly the same thing but if the
1: one couldn't make it in front of waldorf where that was one of my complaints of staying there is there's not a lot of immediate food options outside of you know the the couple restaurants inside waldorf but which are all expensive that's like you have a captive audience that could easily you walk out the front door you're right there like it would have been perfect you if you if you can't make it there i feel like it's probably just not a good concept (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, at least they've kind of dumbed it down to the to the food court, and I wonder where it's going in Paris. It says it's going to be near where the Nobu is. I'm kind of assuming at this point Nobu is going in where Marteranos was, but it's going to be somewhere on that walk where all those restaurants are going back. Um, you know, in that quieter, that's a nice area. So, uh, who knows? Yeah, I did
1: see there was a couple of vacant, like across from uh,
0: Marteranos, there was like a vacant okay. restaurant. So maybe that's where it'll go. Yeah. It's, it's just another reminder that all of this is changing in Bally's. We still don't know what's, what's going in there, but they, if you know about any of like the Caesar stuff, anytime you see a celebrity chef like Giada or Gordon Ramsey or Bobby Flay, Caesars actually runs those restaurants with their own employees, their own everything. And basically the chefs get a percentage off the top. They help to cultivate the menu and then they get a percentage of revenue off the top. So those operators They're not operating the restaurant. Caesars is operating these restaurants. Think of these as like in-house restaurants with fancy, fancy names. All right. One last bit of restaurant news. I would love to say the title I put on the rundown for it, but I won't do that. But Dick's at Excalibur, a place that is known for insulting you, has come up with the ultimate insult. They're charging a resort fee on their bills. I love that they call it a resort fee. I mean, at least they're not calling it some other craziness a covid fee or whatever but let's not do this dicks let's uh, let's not eat there
1: maybe that? they call it like we're all think a resort fee maybe they're calling it a resort fee because dick's last resort so they're just like hey let's play it up and maybe people will think it's kind of funny i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that that's what they're going for because everybody when you hear resort fee you think of hotel and that's what a lot of the comments were but it just came to me maybe it's because it's dick's last resort so they're like hey it's a little fee to hang out inside dicks you know to keep we keep it semi clean
0: in here. <laughs> you make a good point. I had never actually considered that it was a resort fee because it's Dick's last resort, but nonetheless, it's still not a good fee. We still need to avoid it. I was at their opening of their free, their Neonopolis location. So uh, I, I like the concept, but I'm not going to do that. I've never eaten that one. Have you uh, eaten that one? Don't they insult yeah, actually, you?
1: Right? Yeah. They insult you. It's kind of, you know, there's a couple of different uh, brands that do that and, I've actually been to the one at Excalibur before we've had dinner there. The food is not good. You're, you're supposed to be there for like the atmosphere, kind of like having fun and joking. And I remember the prices were pretty high already. And uh, my buddy ordered like a Bud Light or something. And the guy brought it in this special mug glass, even though he's like, Hey, the can would have been, you know, like 10 bucks and the special, whatever you brought me was like 25, $30. Like
0: you don't, just automatically go to the most expensive option so it. he didn't order that they just brought yeah. him the, the 30 dollars. Yeah. oh my god and
1: you'd like you think you'd confirm that like you automatically you start with the lowest option and be like oh or did you want the special no he just brought it and then he because they he know you the don't bell, want to ask
0: because like, they're going to just insult you if you do so <laughs> you, they can call you cheap you know but yeah uh, vital vegas said that they charge 75 cents for ice water there so that's another reason probably to avoid that if you can't even get free water yeah. uh yeah can't even cool. get free ice <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Bye dicks. All right. And that's going to do it for this week's show. Hope to see you guys in the comments. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time.
1: See you next week.